The Brawl Network brings you Manscaped.com. Manscaped will provide you with the Nick Free Trimmers, the Lawnmower 3.0, lotions, and performance boxers so you can be a star. Use promo code BRAWL when you sign up today for 20% off the purchase and get free shipping. That's BRAWL, B-R-A-W-L, at Manscaped.com. The Brawl Network and Manscaped.com, where all your ball needs are handled. your boy brian quinn aka if you're nasty you can call me b diddy and it's another episode of the tailgate show joined by jay kramer aj 54 and uh a was uh busy with some business so he's not, his business. yeah he's not joining us tonight but he'll be he'll be here for the game wrap up on monday and, always uh, in spirit always in spirit some big news today Got something little, happened today a little play caller takeover man oh how you feeling about that Boy, you know, at first I was like, okay, good for Nagy, you know, relenting the wheels, you know, if it's, if nothing else, he can't say that it's all his fault. But at the same time, can you imagine being Matt Nagy? You get hired on the basis of being an offensive mind and offensive, and you've ran it. Poorly. I mean, let's just call it what it is. The offense has ran poorly the last three years. And as a last resort to try to kickstart a stagnant offense, you decide to say, hey, here you go, Laser, have at it. I, th- I felt like the, uh, the the announcement was timed a little weird because they had Laser do his presser. He had to field those questions about what would you do if you were a play caller, and then Nagy just comes out and makes that announcement. But um, right. I, I think it's, you know, the, I will give Nagy credit for this. Like the the moves are coming quicker than we thought they would for changes. I, I thought Mitch was taken out earlier than I expected. I figured that wouldn't be done till the bye week. Right. Nagy's Nagy's changed in the play calling um, who, the responsibilities before the bye week. So I, I mean, they, they're, they're leaving like they're leaving no stone unturned. You know what I mean? They, they are yeah. trying to fix this, even though it has been going very bad. I got to give him credit that, for that. I wonder how that affects personnel changes. Will Laser be like, okay, if I'm going to run this, I need these people to be in those these spots. You know, you talk about the offensive line being what it is. You know, Cincinnati was never really known as having a dominant offensive line with Bill at the at their the So their, their offensive line pass blocking was actually pretty good. It's just the the offense as a whole. Um, I believe they were like 26th under Laser, and they were they we they, they, they 26th right now. I, so well, the, the goal really, I mean, the top I'd be top 20 would be golden. You know what I mean? But I, I don't I don't know. It, it really depends. I think Nagy's going to still have his handprint all over what's going on. It's still going to be Nagy's system. I agree. If, if it was actually what Laser likes to run, which is more like a West Coast Croyle type like Air Croyle type deal, 
where where it's up tempo, and that's something that Foles actually showed success in when he was in Philly Absolutely. earlier on in his career. And um, if if it if he gets to run the up tempo, you might not see as many offensive adjustments. You might see guys able to get in a rhythm. I don't I don't know. We're, we're going to have to see how it plays out, but. If if Laser's able to kind of put his stamp on this, I think you're going to see more up tempo and guys being able to get into a rhythm, and they're going to be the guys he wants. So maybe we will see it. Maybe it will be for the best. I wonder what we're going to do at the running back position with uh, Montgomery still out. It looks like he didn't practice today. He's in concussion protocol. And I haven't seen anything about Miller being called up. Have you? I haven't either. It's Is it going time, to be Marlon Artavis Pierce? Is that where we go here? I mean, we don't know a lot about Pierce. We haven't really seen a whole lot of him. He did get a couple of snaps last week, but I like not, some not of the sorry, some, some of the stuff we saw from him out of college looked really impressive. Right. Um, I just don't know how helpful the way the O lines have been playing is going to be for a, a rookie getting his first sniff at it. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I hope um, I didn't need to they need to bring Miller up at this point. I would think, you know, that's a. Now, they both went, Nall and him both went to Oregon State, correct? So it's a full Beaver backfield. Pause. Big pause. We're going to ram him with our big hairy Beavers in the backfield. Love that. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> and we're talking about like um, um, coach, the coaches changing the way they do things and. Right. You know, um, Zimmer, he, 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 likes to, he likes to run multiple looks, and it wasn't working for them early in the season. He's basically gone to almost like a cover two. Right. So he, he's at, you know, I mean, these coaches are trying to show adjustments, and it, it's going to be an interesting game, man. This is the biggest game of our, our season so far. This is I, our, I absolutely agree. I mean, this is pivotal. On, yeah. This is the, you either get right or get out. You know, that's the way I'm looking at this game, you know. If we if we have a chance, you know, I think it's going to be with our receivers, and we're going to have to beat their young corners. You know, they're 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 young, they're susceptible. They're You're getting have, better though. I mean, how how young are you? They got a pretty good my, security my blanket this that, season. You're they're not, safe, not very young. Their safeties are pretty good, so they they got a pretty good security blanket behind. I know they're a little weak at cornerback, but well, if we're going to talk pregame, should we bring on our guest? Yeah, I'll let you do the intro there, man. All right. Well, I'm bringing in the resident Viking fan. If you follow this show, he's in our chats all the time. It's my nephew. It's kind of a big thing. I'm kind of happy to have my nephew on. You know, it's my nephew, Wyatt Kramer. Come on in. What's up, Wyatt Kramer? Vikings fan. But we're going to talk about how to beat my team tonight. Yay! And I know. I watch it every week, just like you guys watch the well, Bears. Well, what's the uh, what's the big news coming out of Minnesota so far, Wyatt? Who's uh, hurt? Who's coming back? Elfline's back, but Zimmer's not going to start him. They're going to go with Cleveland because it's been working the past couple of weeks. They're going to let him roll. Elfline's a guard, correct? Yes, and we moved Cleveland from tackle to guard, and he's been playing well, so uh, might as well keep him there. All right. And then, do you like – so I was going to ask you, do you do you, like I was just about Zimmer actually like this, run multiple looks on defense? He just hasn't had the horses this year really to do it. I mean, are you happy with the fact that he kind of came back and adjusted? And they, like they're almost playing like more of a, I, I I would say more of like a cover two in a sense. Are you yeah, happy that it, they've been in an old school cover two and uh, some just some shadow looks. And it's it's been working the past couple of weeks. I'm really happy we reevaluated the defense to show our weaknesses. We can't run the most sophisticated playbook on defense. 
compared to what we had like Rhodes for five or six years. And then you got Terrence Newman who's been with uh, Zimmer mm-hmm. since Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you lose people that have been playing with him for a long time and you, you lose that, the mind, the mind game between offense and defense. Well, let's talk about the, uh, the love him or hate him. The $84 million man, Kirk Cousins. How how how's he look? Yeah, you got to you got to intro that a little bit better. The zero and nine on Monday Night Football, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I will say on Monday Night Football they did a stat: the defense has given up almost forty points a game since he's been playing on Monday Night. What's up, Kirk Cousins you? does not play defense. <laughs> True, but but I think we're gonna stick with the horse. I mean, you got to, and it's the main focus of any defense at this point at this season. And that's Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is playing well. He's leading the league in rushing, correct? Yeah. Uh, Henry passed him last night, but yeah. no, did he? This week. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how. God, he played. He's got. Like, he's, got he's got the touchdown lead though. He's got like. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. I did enjoy them running wild all over the the Packers, though. I ain't gonna lie. Everybody enjoys that, that except Packers. Fans. You know, we we can't agree on much, but we can all agree. Fuck yeah. the Packers. Well, I mean, I think that's going to be the key to this game for us defensively. We're just going to have to hone in on on Cook and, and try to try to make Cousins beat us. I'm curious to see the the battle up front between the defensive tackles of our our defensive tackles and their offensive guards and tackles. That's what it's going to be. At. Yeah, yeah. I think this week Pagano brings the blitzes on first down, second down to match up your defensive lineman one on one with uh, maybe a tight end or something just to get get Cook on the ground because. Cleo Mack's uh, athletic enough to get on a tight end and be covered. We've never, you know, in past years, though, we haven't really blitzed you a lot. We've played four down linemen and let our guys play coverage on you. You know, occasionally we've thrown a, you know, I've harkened back to the Eddie Jackson pick six, which was beautiful, and I loved every minute of it. I (laughs) I did roll back to 2012 to watch some footage of that game. Uh, We played you guys. And you guys, I mean, not the same coaching staff, obviously, but, I mean, we got a running back that's running kind of like Adrian around the same yardage as Adrian right now, more touchdowns. But a lot of teams blitz have been blitzing more against a good running back. And, I mean, why wouldn't you? You guys got a good cover corner, and you guys got Eddie Jackson that could shadow over the top. And if you stop the run, you got to make Kirk Cousins beat you on Monday Night Football, which he hasn't done. Right. So if you're no, about you concerned, like, go ahead. Go ahead you, you concerned with your guards versus like Hicks and Nichols, like uh, that, that kind of the weak spot roll line. Your tackles are pretty solid, but the, the guards are still working progress. Right? I think if you guys can get Dozier on Hicks, you guys can win that battle, and we'll have to help with the center. That's why I thought blitzes would kind of come into big play. You send Trevathan in there. Or, Roquan in the middle, I don't think we're going to be able to handle one-on-one everybody across the board. Well, that's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I want to see Dalvin Cook and Roquan Smith one-on-one in the open field. I love it. It'd I be good. <laughs> I, I do. I think Roquan's, Roquan's shown that he's played above average this year. So, for, okay, from a Vikings perspective, you look at the Bears. What do you see? What do you see on defense? What do you see on uh, – well, we don't see shit on offense. We know that. <laughs> from our defense, well, I think we're getting Cam Dantzler back this week. So, from concussion, uh, big 6'3", Zimmer, corner, rookie. Uh, 
I think you guys got to get the ball in open space, get it on the edge, and maybe those Patterson screens. You got to make some corners come up and hit a big guy after he gains some speed. And I mean, four or five yards, you'll take it every time. Because if you guys get in third and long, I feel like we're going to win every one of them. Really? Yeah. Well, no key. I mean, they, they, your linebackers are very good in coverage. So, like, it was, you know, with our quick game, quick game is always a way to help out your offensive line, but they are very good in coverage. I, I've seen that on, on tape. So, also, on the, I think. If we get Justin Jefferson matched up one-on-one with Buster Screen, I think you, you can take advantage of that. He's got some burners. He's a really good route runner. And uh, I think Thielen's just the only – Yes, he's a rookie out of LSU. Okay. Has, I feel, I, most of his stats have been kind of garbage time, though, right, if I'm not mistaken? No, the Titans game, he, he was his first start, and he really energized the offense. We were down 17 points and came back and we winning the game at the end and gave up a field goal. And got B thirty one thirty, and then his other stats. He's played pretty well. I mean, he's getting a hundred. He's averaging a hundred yards a game right now per start. God, and what's it like? What's it like to have an offense that scores points? And you guys, you guys have been trying to line up mul- multiple guys at, at like slot, right? So screen's gonna screen's gonna be an important piece. He really needs to play well. Like Thielen's been in the slot, and and they've been going to that a lot. Uh, Irv Smith these past couple weeks has really became a really good blocker at tight end and has caught three touchdown passes is really emerging as our, that number one tight end. He's starting to pass Rudolph and kudos to Rudolph. What he's been able to do this year and blocking it, dude's working his butt off. But I think Irv's a big guy in the slot. He's about six, three, six, four weighs 250 pounds. He can box linebackers out and he's got really good hands. I've been, I've been listening to some Vikings, podcast as brutal as it is for me and i've been hearing <laughs> just to get an enemy line like go cross enemy lines there and get their takes to see how they're feeling about what's going on and i didn't really realize that they really consider is is the soldier field curse a real thing to you guys i, I do believe yeah that and i think i think the only way that we tend to win in soldier field is if we have a big special teams play uh Adrian Peterson on the kick return years ago sparked a win. Yeah. And uh, Percy Harvin years ago, big return, sparked a win. Patterson years ago, big yeah. return, sparked a win. Only that. times we win in Soldier Field is when we have a big special teams play in a game. Oh, great. Chris Tabor, yay. Thrilled about that. Cordero Patterson, revenge game. God, what do you think about Cordero, man? You you saw him as a rookie. I know you, you watched him very intently. Um, what do you think about the progression of him as a player starting as a wide receiver? Uh, in my household, he was, he was the next coming of Troy Williamson named Butterfingers. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But I did go to a game in St. Louis where Adrian Peterson played, only got three carries and got hurt. And we didn't have a backup running back. We put him back there, and he ran for 127 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. And, and he was really good off tackle. And we get him on the edge, and the wide receivers there. We had, I think, we still had. No, Barry was gone. Yeah, we had Devin Aroshimadu. Aroshimadu, yes. Blocked his ass. <laughs> hey, 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 joins the chat. Boo Tabor, yes. <laughs> Sorry. But it's. It, I think I watched a lot of tape on the Bears, and the O line for how bad it is. They have had some good holes this year that the running backs just don't hit. 
and they bounce and they bounce it and then Mon- you, yeah, you, you monkey bounces a lot. Don't block long enough. They don't stay on their blocks and it kills you guys. I agree. I, I that, agree. that's why I'm hoping Lamar. Well, if you're looking, okay, look, outsider's perspective, you've watched enough. What do you think about Montgomery's vision versus Jordan Howard's vision? I'm just going to go there. Jordan Jordan's vision was <laughs> Hold on, time silence for Diddy as he does not want to hear this, but it's the facts. Go. Jordan was a downhill runner and he did it at IU. He's four yards, cloud of dust, he's gonna get what he can, and he doesn't care <laughs> what he does. I, I like what Montgomery does. If he has one or one more second most of the time. He's going to find that hole and bounce it. He reminds me of a uh, Percy Harvin in the backfield kind of guy when we ran him then. He he always is looking for the big play, and he's yet to hit that big play, but it's there. It's not that big. <laughs> yeah, like, so big play I don't think is in his, in his uh, bag of tricks. He doesn't have that breakaway speed. Yeah, so I, I understand what you're saying. I just think he has – he almost reminds me in, in there, not the same type of runner, but when Ron Dane first came up into the NFL, he just right. danced too much before he hit the hole. Like he hasn't gotten that out of his system yet. You can't do that in the NFL. Just hit the hole, and then, then you can start juking. And right now it's just hard to hit any hole. He's just looking to – move a pile at this point because the offensive line has just been blah. But I think you bring a veteran in like Lamar Miller. I think you might get something going there. Uh, Lamar was good in uh, Miami. I remember he played the Vikings. We had possibly two Hall of Famers on that defensive line and a guy that was third in sacks all time on our roster. And I remember him. He ate us alive. And we had Chad Greenway in there, really good linebackers. Mm. And he just ate us alive between the tackles because he would, he would set up his outside runs and cut back and use his cutback lanes. Well, and had good vision. You'd hate to see that. Now we do have really good in the screen game. Yes. Underrated hands. Now we do have two guys that kind of been a nemesis for you. Robert Quinn's always had good games against you, which is kind of funny because he kind of hasn't lived up to the pay we've given him, but like Floyd, he plays good against the Vikings. And then we had Nick Foles has been kind of a killer for you too. He, How played do you... us, he played us one game, the NFC Championship game, kicked our ass. Two years, <laughs> the two times we played him before, he throws six picks in those two games. Yeah, but when it counts, so guys named possibly Cedric Griffin. There. Yeah. That's rough. I gotta, res- I gotta say, man, I respect the Aviators on the Viking kid. Good job, kid. Let, let me call back as a Notre Damer. He also threw a pick to a guy named Robert Blanton. Wow. That's a name. Former Golden Domer. Jesus. See, he played both sides for you. <laughs> you still got some Golden Domers on there, right? You got, uh, you got Harrison, Harrison Smith, Smith and Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. And, yep. uh, <laughs> but I think the biggest thing for you guys is getting getting what you can on first in second down and giving yourself a shot, which is like I like with my offense. We're going to run the ball. We're going to come out either run run the ball on first down. We're going to hit a play action short dump off, and we're going to get three four yards, which I'll take all day of the week. And we can control the ball, and move it, and I see maybe your outside if you guys can go off tackle and your tight ends crash down or your wide receivers come down and get one-on-one with a corner with with a running back or a wide receiver, I see you guys getting six, seven yards there 
And uh, I like Mooney a lot. Mooney is my favorite wide receiver to watch on your team. He he runs crisp routes. He's open, but his issue is is the ball's not coming when he gets open. Yeah, it, it's it's Foles has got his eyes. He, Foles is a deep ball thrower. If you go watch, dude wants to be a gunslinger and he needs to be a what Case Keenum did in 2017. Dump the ball off, get what you can, score some points, and let the defense win the ball game. Now, how did you feel? Like I kind of thought, like they, Nagy just gave up the play calling for Laser, but I, I was kind of hoping it. Well, would you be know what? Good. This is just actually, because there's actually a good transition here. You're right. Go for it. I, I was hoping it was DeFilippo just because he could get a little get back at at the have a shot to get back at the Vikings a little bit. But how did you feel when when DeFilippo was there calling plays for you guys? I know he got kind of thrown under the bus. It seemed like Zimmer was like, okay, let me just throw this guy under the bus to keep the heat off me, but. We are the Minnesota Vikings. We run the football. We've been doing it since 2007. We turn around, we hand the ball off and throw it when we have to. It's like high school football is from my hometown. And, I mean, with a guy, with Cousins coming in, where you got a Dalvin Cook tears his ACL on the third game, leading the league in rushing. And then we turn around, and we got Jarek McKinnon, pretty good running back, and Latavius Murray at the time, pretty good running back. And when you only get eight carries in four games, and they're averaging four yards a carry, and you've got the ball for 12 minutes a game, it's just not going to work. And uh, Flip, Flip's a great quarterback's coach, I think. I think he could develop people. You saw what happened. He left Philadelphia with Wentz, and look where Wentz has gone. And it's it's just ended up spiraling down. I like Flip, but I would have rather had Shermer. So how do you see this game going down, Wyatt? Here's your chance. Here's your chance to make your big prediction on a Bears podcast. You can rub it into your uncle. Cause... Nine to six, three field goals, two field goals, <laughs> defensive battle. <laughs> it's going to be Dan Bailey versus, versus Cairo Santos. Carlos Santos. Who flubs a field goal? Oh, my God. No, I think it's going to be 17-14. You're taking the Vikings, obviously. I'm going to take the Vikings because I think this team's got some confidence rolling into this week, and none of these these players have really been a part of the curse. We're all young. All these guys don't give a shit about Soldier Field. And they're going to go in and try to win like any other team. And the only way I see the Bears sticking in is you get one turnover. Got to get a turnover when we're backed up. Guarantees you three points possibly. And then I see uh, ball control is a big part of this game. Okay. 17-14 for the Redhead. I've got 16-13 Bears because I really think what's going to end up happening is we're we're going to Cook, – Cook may get a little bit going, but I don't think he's going to have a, a – Kirk Cousins throws for 315 yards. Oh, good Lord. All right. Here comes the big no, mute that, that can happen when you're playing from behind. But I, <laughs> so, so what, what I have – So I think it's 16-13 I have Bears. I think we're going to shut Cook down for the, for the most part. I think he might still get close to 100 yards total. But I think um, it's going to be put on Cousins, and when that happens, you're going to have a couple. You're going to have at least, like, one or two picks there, and hopefully 
that put us in pretty good field position. It's going to be interesting though because this is Lazer's first game calling the play. So when you say how that changes, if the if we run the ball for four yards of carry, Cousins does not throw interceptions because you have to honor Dalvin Cook in the play action. Past two weeks, Cousins, Dalvin Cook runs the ball like a maniac. Cousins, no picks. What's he throwing? Like 30 times in the last two games. It hasn't been that much, right? He's just been pretty accurate. I think 44, and he's only missed eight. Okay. Damn. And, I mean, the usage of tight ends is the biggest thing because if you come in a two-tight end set with Dalvin Cook in the backfield, I mean, you got to honor the run, and if you got one-on-one with a linebacker, you got to beat him. And I think that's where we've been winning the past couple of weeks, making some contested catches and just uh, got bodies on bodies, just good blocking. I mean, are you are you ready for Cole Komet? Uh, I think yes. <laughs> I want to say yes. I feel like uh, well, you think Eric, Eric Wilson, three picks as a linebacker in the NFL right now. I don't know how many linebackers intercept the ball three times in a season. I haven't seen many lately. And uh, Eric Kendricks is a beast. He's one of the most underrated linebackers, I think, in the league. Who's your passer hey. up there? Who's, who's rushing the passer? <sighs> it's gotten better the last couple of weeks, though, I will say that. Uh, we got rid of Ngakwe, and I think it helped us. He was just lazy in the run game and got us killed. Um, really? Look, look at it. I look back at it, and we were giving up 150 yards. He had five sacks or whatever, but he had five sacks in garbage time. And, I mean – when you're giving up 150 yards and now you've got it down to about 85 yards rushing, you can hold teams to third and long and get some, they got to throw the ball down the field, gives you more time to pass rush. And uh, we've had an emergence of DJ Wanham. Everybody loves him. He killed Aaron Rodgers on that one play. All right. Uh, We we did the, uh, that was the hit from behind. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Ifadi Adenabo. Good luck pronouncing that name. Adenabo. He, he is uh he's emerged. He emerged last year. He had about six sacks as a backup. And uh being the main guy now, he's he's a good bull rusher and he likes to come inside. He, he's a lot like a uh, oh, big pause. <laughs> he likes to come inside you, eh? Hey. hey very Viking of him. Anyway. But so he, he's ahead. a lot like uh Everson Griffin, except he plays uh, better in the run, I think. Thank you, Brian. So, so I want to throw this around the room. I'll, I'll answer first and then let it go around. So what for us against the Vikings, who, who are two players, and it would be for the Bears for you, uh, Wyatt, who are two players that concern you on both sides of the ball? So, like, for me, offensively, it's stealing. And uh, just because the, he, if they start using him in the slot, I don't know if Buster is – going to be able to handle that to be honest it's kind of concerning to me and on defense for me it's Harrison Smith because he always does something to piss us off yeah I'll take uh, I'll take uh, the tight end group from Minnesota the tight ends are going to play a big part in this game how they block how they sell a play action you know can Danny T hang with them we're going to find out a lot there and for the Vikings defense, those young corners, man, you know, if they get challenged, can they can they step up to the challenge? Can we burn them? I think that's where a lot of that's going to be held. And, of course, I mean, naturally it's up front. You know, if our offensive line can't block anybody, it ain't going to matter. So. Uh, who was the corner for the Colts several years ago? Well, he ended up retiring like week three in Buffalo, but he was a stud in Indy. 
Under Pagano. Uh, Sanders? No, I can't remember his name. Was it Hayden? No. Kelvin Hayden? No, it was – god dang it. Man. But they shaded him. Pagano had him shaded inside on Thielen in the slot, and they would play safeties over the top on Diggs. And it really hurt us because we didn't have Cook at the time, and it was a good shade for him and caused some disruption with Keenum. We couldn't really pass the ball against him. Okay. But I so, think I think the X factor in this game for you guys to win the ball games, obviously I'm going to put two defensive players, two offensive players. I'm going to go Cleo Mack. If he gets in the backfield and just wrecks shit up on third downs, Nobody's going to win. If you can't win on third down, you're not going to win the ball game. And on def- another defensive player, I think Kyle Fuller is the biggest pivotal point here because we run a lot of combo routes with Thielen and Jefferson on the same side, and one blown assignment between two guys could eat you guys alive. Yeah, very good. But Fuller also, this is why I said his name, he's playing like the best corner in the NFL right now. And – I'll stick to that. I appreciate the way he plays. He comes up, makes tackles, and uh, plays a man before the ball, plays old-school cornerback. Doesn't let penalties affect his play, even though if he gets penalized, which I know, Monday Night Football, freaking ref ball, it goes both ways. Thank God thank God, we don't have to listen to Joe Buck talk about Aaron Rodgers, though. Oh, God. Gargle Aaron Rodgers' balls. They might need to be careful with throwing those flags too much, though, because I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. So, like, you start throwing flags on those games, it becomes brutal. The crazy thing, I can tell you this, when the Bears and Vikings hook up, crazy things happen. Special teams touchdowns, defensive touchdowns, every game. Every game. The unexpected happens. So, you guys made your score prediction. I'm going to make my score prediction. I still got to go to the offense here for you guys. Okay, go ahead. Pick your offensive guys. Sorry. I think Mooney I is, this often. is the biggest X factor against us. Can he win one-on-one with linebackers? If he does, you guys will have – you'll get those third and short situations where you have a chance to convert instead of having to force the ball down the field. And your second is your offensive line, obviously. Uh, if they own up, if you give any quarterback time in the NFL, he will eat you alive. They are all good enough to do it. And I've seen Foles where he had time. If he gets six seconds, we're going to get killed. We got rookie corners one-on-one with Allen Robinson. And uh, it's going to open the tight ends up, too, because we'll have to shade Harrison Smith to help on Allen Robinson, which opens the middle of the field up. And you guys can win some battles in there. It's all going to depend on linebackers versus tight ends, I think, on both sides of the ball. Well, my score prediction now, because the unexpected happens, the most unexpected thing would be a Chicago Bears offensive explosion. Here it goes. Bears 31. Vikings 10. Ooh, 10. 10. I even gave you guys more points than 10. Yeah, well, I'm your uncle. Wow. I, I like the idea of it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. These games are always wild. I mean, they're always looking wild. back the past two weeks where he's just been praying in this show to get an offensive explosion, and well, it I'm just saying, hasn't happened. I'm saying maybe we can score 31 against them in two games. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got two shots. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I don't know about all that, but I'd, I'd take it. I, I, I recall a Minnesota team coming into Soldier Field on Halloween night, and we yeah, were beat yeah, the hell yeah. out of. And Jordan Howard blew up, and we blew them out. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's it is an interesting game from both sides because you have the Vikings who who have basically woken up, and the ultimate test will be against our defense. And you have us in in a in a kind of a murky whatever dog shit offensive performance here. We were five and one, and now we're sitting here trying to stay out of being five hundred, letting other teams under us in the division start legitimately getting back into things. So it's it's good and and division games, man. You never hey. know. We've done our part to help you guys out. Yeah. Beat the Packers. And the Lions. Yeah. Well, everybody beats the Lions if you got it. And do you guys think, I'm going to spike this question, this to me is the most important game of the season for both these teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, I think this determines a playoff berth for a team. And, I mean, you guys go to four and five, you guys go to five and five, and we got that extra spot in the playoffs this year. I mean, it's a big deal. We can have three teams in the NFC North make it to Why don't the playoffs. That's a big deal for us, too, because we're going into a bye week. So our our fan base, if we end up looking like shit again offensively, it's going to be a, it's going to be a <laughs> dark bye week situation. I'm going to bring up something from the last show that you said, B. Quinn. Do you, if you guys look like shit, do you fire Nagy after this week going into the bye week? And... To my opinion, if you guys do something on offense and still end up losing this game, I see Nagy getting shit on because the offensive coordinator is calling the plays now, and I see, well, Nagy's the problem ultimately. Do you think so, though, or is it more that the offensive talent is viewed as the the problem, being that Nagy did give up plays to basically say, hey, my hands are clean now? I feel feel like the first guy you go after is the head coach. His head's... His head, everybody wants his head first. Coordinators come after. It's a whole, they set up a regime. Uh, Leslie Fraser regime. Think about that. The yeah, you only, don't. You don't think that giving it up to the coordinator gives him a little more time, though, because now, now the now the excuse can be, well, that was his first that was his first game call in place. The issue is you're going into the bye week, though, and you guys were above 500. If you lose, presuming that the loss is into the bye week, I see it as well. Shit, he, we just went from what five and one, correct? Right to five and five. To five and five, that that gets coaches fired. We were, we were. Uh, well, that's, how, that's what happened. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. We had Favre, right? You guys ended up killing him, and we lost four games straight on a Monday night after that Monday night game, and see ya, goodbye, coach gone after that. After we lost those games, we were five and one. Well, there were, there were there were times that, that Zimmer was supposedly on the hot seat, and he fought through to, that. He was supposed to be on the hot seat this year, and I really felt sorry for the man because he's had a winning record. We've got to the playoffs three out of seven times he's been here. Blair Walsh misses a damn field goal. There's a playoff win that everybody blames his, him for. I mean, the, the the only games I see where Zimmer maybe got out coached was the Niners and the Eagles game, and this year it's just been so tough with such a young group of guys to call defense. And then you got Anthony Barr out. Like that's the biggest hurt this year. You got Hunter and Barr out two pro bowlers, two multiple time pro bowlers, guys that end up on an all pro team every year, not playing football. And somehow we're figuring out how to win games. Yeah. I see. I don't see that. I mean, I could see at the end of the season, depending on how this plays out, if it keeps going south, I, I don't see the bears doing this in season. Traditionally the bears don't do this. 
but not not before the Packers. Either, I also right? posed, I posed that question to you guys weeks ago. I have you know, I have it. seen in many organizations these past couple of years, maybe not in football, but other sports. And Jeremy, as a Penguins fan, we fired a guy. Yeah. We fired yeah. and brought in Mike Sullivan and won two freaking cups in a row. Yeah. I right. mean, bring bringing in a new guy can spark a whole different group. That's what we're group. hoping for. I think. I think uh, the move to lasers of uh, reach for a spark. Because I said it last week, this team desperately needs a spark. No, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Nagy's lost the team, though. I just think. You, no, uh, I don't think he's it, lost the team, but I think he might have lost. I think he's lost all confidence in himself. But the big, the biggest thing is if that move were to happen, Pace Pace's days are number two because he oh, already moved down from the quarterback he drafted. So I don't see that happening to the end of the season mm-hmm. just to preserve himself. We need to have that conversation after we wrap up with the, with the redhead here. Okay, so, I think wrap it up, kid. I think uh, you guys bring <laughs> wrap it up, B. Stop down pause. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you guys, the only way you win the ball game, you get outside one-on-one coverages and win short routes, and you guys can make some plays. You got young guys that aren't great, weren't great at tackling earlier in the season. I've gotten better, but you got to challenge rookies. I mean. We've done it every year. You guys, anybody gets a rookie, what are you going to do? You want to make them have to make a play in the biggest stage, Monday Night Football. The whole world is watching, and it's going to be a dogfight, I think, NFC North, old school battle, and I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I just think I think we have to stop Cook. That has to be the focus. It's just it's the same as Adrian Peterson in the backfield at this point. you, you got to stop him. you got to make a Vikings quarterback beat you. And that it's been tough for us to win games with on a quarterback. The only time I thought we had a quarterback that could drive us down the field and win a game was Brett Favre. And I know there's been a lot of Adrian Peterson comparisons, but I think they need to stop a little bit because AP used to destroy us when he was on the Vikings. Dalvin He's Cook good. hasn't yet. Dalvin's only had one game. He's been hurt every time. Other time, I thought, I, I thought he just played three against us. He got. He tore his ACL the first year. He's only been in the league, what, three, four years now? I think it's he missed. He got pulled. He didn't play in the first game last year because he hurt his hamstring. And then we were already locked in a playoff spot, so we didn't start him last year. In the, to go into the, the year before that, though, when we were playing our second stringers. Yeah. So. You guys – you guys had good. We were we were struggling that year. We should have won that game. No, it's the same. You're, it's very similar to the same things we were dealing with right now. Yeah, line troubles. Couldn't get the running game going. Same things. So hey, that's my nephew. He's yeah, man. Right. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, have fun hey. at wrestling practice. Extra laps. Screw off. <laughs> Manscape. Right. Hey, manscape.com. Uh, is it? Hey. You gotta hey. use it. What's the promo code? Brawl. There it is. There it is. For you, 20% off. Use promo code BRAW. All right. Thanks, Wyatt. Skull. Love you, kid. No, oh, get out of here with that, that man. Skull. Yeah, don't. You got to love it. You're one. Uh, no, now, now you got to sing the Prince rendition of your little uh, purple anthem there. All right. Now. On that note, <laughs> now removed. Goodbye. All right. So that was my nephew. <laughs> hey, good stuff, man. It was good to yeah, get the perspective from the other side. He, he yeah. Plays, you know, the kid played college football in Minnesota. He's transferred, and now he's just focusing on wrestling down at Kentucky, at Kentucky Wesleyan. So pretty proud of him. Proud of, I'm a proud uncle, and I'm going to say that. 
No, I would be too, man. I, I mean, I, I played Division One for a little bit, but I just couldn't keep my grades up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Whatever. Uh, what do we think about – there was a lot of talk today about Ryan Pace. You know, you brought him up. How hot is that seat? It's got to be hot, man. I, I feel like he's putting pressure on Nagy to I make this so. move too. I, you know, you moved on from Mitch. He brought so he's let's see so far he's had Glennon he's had Mitch he's had Foles it he, he's had well I saw some you know it's it wasn't like an NBC article or anything it was one of the uh, fan sites which they they do good work at times too but it was about if Pace stays he's going to get a shot to pick the next quarterback I'm like does he do, do I want him to. I don't. If we're at a, if we're in a position to draft the top quarterback, that means the season didn't go that great, right? Right. So I, I don't know where the, where the McCaskies are at. Generally, I they don't. don't. They're not super quick to pull the trigger. But if if this season continues to go on a downward spiral, pace pace and Nagy have to be a package deal, and and Ted Phillips needs to be part of that package too, man. I agree. And if they're gonna blow this up, they need to. And, I, and I'm. Getting a little ahead of myself because I think this is a this is a game that could be a turning point for our season, and hopefully yeah. it is. But if it continues to go the way it's been going the last couple of weeks, the rest of the season, it needs to be a package deal with the three amigos getting the hell out of here. Yeah, I, I have to agree. You know, I kind of got in a debate with someone about Ryan Pace's drafts. You know, he he has done. He's about I'd say close to five hundred on his draft. You know, as far as hit and miss, but man, his misses are so bad. But for a young you guy, you I, can't I would... miss your number one picks, man. You can't miss on Floyd. You can't. It, and I know that number one quarterbacks don't often pan out, but that's a big swing and a big miss. You know, and then you got to think about Kevin White. You know, Kevin White, who was derailed by injury, but still, it's a swing. It's a miss, dude. And the the lack of development of offensive talent also factors into that. So right. it it's 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 a it's an organizational thing. Um, I, I think that I got to give Pace credit for for coming in, taking over for in a pretty shitty situation, turning over this whole roster, which that that's quite a feat. He had help. He, he made it. John Fox some credit too. He yeah, Pace did come in though, and and. Brought Fox in. Some people, you know, the rumor was he was forced to, but that's the, they basically did turn things around to get us back to a place where we were respectable. Like there wasn't a lot of locker room tension after he turned things around, but he really did have to almost turn over this whole roster. Yeah. That's a very hard thing to do. Um, but some of the, on the offensive side of the ball, it's almost like Pace needs to have a, a we need to have a him as a defensive GM because he was a defensive end in college and he comes from that mindset. He has done pretty good with drafting defensive players, bringing in defensive guys. But on the offensive side, it's almost like okay, if Pace were to stay, he could be the defensive GM and we could have an offensive GM or right. something. Man, I, 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 but if it does, you think about think about the Saints. Let's go back to the Saints. You know. The uh, offensive line was never really a strong point for them. You know, they had serviceable, but it wasn't really like, oh, well, this is a dominant offensive line full of number one draft picks. Uh, Tremont Bushrod comes to mind. He was a saint, and we snagged him, you know. I believe he was a saint. But He was, yeah. You know, I, I wonder how much he gets enamored with 
that situation. Uh, yeah, but if that's the case, like, and I remember when he was making comparisons with with Mitch and Breeze, it, so it, it's not his radar's off. Right, and, and just because you're around an organization, you were a great quarterback, but you haven't brought one here. So, right. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if it. I think it definitely. If that, if the move was going to be made, it'd be a package deal. Is white hair back? Wyatt is now over. That is a great segue, actually. Two throwing some shade. Jason Leisure. A lot of people were were very proud of what he did, but I think he kind of he kind of tried to put Nagy in a in a situation that he couldn't really answer. Like when these guys go out in concussions. You don't hear the coaches being asked, well, did he say I'm Batman? How did, did he wobble off the field? You can't answer the medical the medical um, questions. You you can't. Like, as even in, the, in any professional field, if, if you're at work and you're a manager and the press comes up to you to ask you the symptoms of an employee, you can't you can't tell them. There, there's legal shit that you, you just can't do. They're protected under law. That, and it just opens you up to, well, he said this. I mean, yeah. what are you trying to do? I mean, I get the whole point that and the, I the, honey, the honeymoon like is over. I, Let, let's just go ahead. That's cool, but you want to want to whip. But mm-hmm. Why, why are you a, doing that to, first of all, you're doing that to Cody. You're doing that every, bear, every Bears player can see it. You know, that's that's a shitty way to be, if you ask me. I also can tell you that I'm not above calling out a player. You know, I've done right, that. I, but I get the media being frustrated, but... Yeah, it was a little, little bit of a dick. Why would why wouldn't Aggie be forthcoming? You know, today was I was surprised that with the announcement how forthcoming he was. It was always like, here you go, here a big fuck you. Here you want it, you got it. Fuck you. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. De- I mean, I'm not gonna defend Aggie, but at the same time, like Leisure's trying to like yeah. stick his chest out amongst Nagy's. What do you want him to say? The joint. Okay, you can't. You can't say. Any, you can't say anything about his his symptoms. It's you, you can't go there. You can't go down that road. That's why I said he said call call Cody. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's face it. The Nagy's protocol. Kind of caddy. Once a player's in a protocol, the medical shit can't be. They don't even tell you about injuries till they release the list. Like, not gonna—he's never really got into got into that stuff. It's crazy, but well, it's just—it's a, a lie. It's a, he's he's putting himself out there to potentially get fined, or you know, you can't—you just can't answer those questions. I agree. So that was one of the other things, but I, I think the way Leisure kind of pushed it was a little too far. And then the little make sure you hit the mute button whenever you end your uh, <clears throat> end your uh, message there because uh, you don't just say I laugh at the end of these press conferences and the, this not I mean that's really disrespectful. I mean to an organization that who has been pretty forthcoming, considering John Fox. They all love Nagy when things are going well. Things aren't going well. He really hasn't changed. He, yes, he has avoided some questions. Yes, he's. It is what it is. I'm sure he's very frustrated too. And I'm not. I'm not defending Nagy, but it should. It, it is. You, you just can't get into symptoms. That's going too far. I don't right. think they're allowed to talk about that stuff. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, like, I don't know how the. Uh, yeah, of course, Matt knows his so. symptoms. He he knows what's going on with his team. He he can't yes. talk about it. <laughs> it's and he's it, not gonna. Yeah, but like I said, when's the last time you've heard them ask a coach? So let's, like, okay, let's when, when Allen Robinson got hit in the head, what, what did he say on the sideline? Was he showing signs? Of <laughs> they, they know they can't. So let's go into double. Say Cody plays. Where does he play? If Mustafa's healthy. If Mustafa's healthy, I would put Cody at guard. Who are you kicking out to tackle? Spriggs is back. Spriggs is back. And who are you? You're benching coward. Or... I would put Bars in. Bars and Cody. You're going to bench Ifetti? Um, I wouldn't be too opposed to that sometimes. I mean, I, I, I don't, honestly, if, if Cody. Cody or Bars at a tackle the NFL, keep him in then. I, well, I, I said he was drafted as the tackle. And he started his career at tackle. It's the turnstile. Yes, Wyatt, you're correct. Like, you're correct in that. Rashad Coward needs to go away. That's There's no reason for him to be on this field. Right. So... I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be opposed to putting another offensive lineman in at tight end at times just to bring an extra blocker in. Yeah, that'd be a do an off balance. I like that. You know, you got to switch yeah. it up. So absolutely, I think I think this is the one time you will. If you're going to see any switches, this is the time you'll see it. So, like I said, it's going to be Nagy's offense, though, but it's going to be interesting to see what Laser feels like it's going to take to improve things with personnel. That's going to be interesting to see Laser's fingerprints on this too, and see what getting another perspective might be a really good thing. And I think for the first time, not not to see Nagy with that Denny's menu in his hand, and I do like Nagy as leader of men. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to be able we've, to we've that. beat that to death. No, we have, but I do <laughs> think that we needed to see this, and and he was humble enough to do it finally. My bold prediction for this game, other than the score. We see a return to the I formation. The I formation will come back this week. You will see a power I. Who are you putting a fullback? No. No, you put uh, JP Holtz. Yeah, there's your fullback. Put a Keem Hicks. Oh, God. Go Santa's. Go Santa's sleigh. No, thanks. No, it, you know, as, as bad as things are going offensively, it is going to be it's going to be inter- really interesting to see what Laser brings to the table. I mean, I'm what not happens? I'm not super pumped up about him in general. I was hoping it was DiFilippo, but I understand you. He is the offensive coordinator. I understand that. Well, I think you kind of called that too. You know, it's like it's going to be Laser. Yeah, I think. Laser was an assistant, like water boy at Penn State last year, and Deflate was calling offenses more recently in the NFL. So I figured it would have been him. But you know, I I, I put a little Twitter poll out there. There wasn't many votes on it; only thirty-five. I said, if the offense sucks, who do you blame next? And I put the choices were Ryan Pace, the players, the coaches. Again, yeah, I mean, Ryan, you know, Ryan you know, Pace got the win with forty-six percent of the vote. Players were second and coaches were third. And then <laughs> you put a poll underneath my poll, which is double pause. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Correct. Space docking 101. Right. <laughs> pause. So 
the other thing is Ragone hasn't gotten any shit, right? Ragone's been the one constant on this naggy staff offensively, and now he's a passing game coordinator. Like, dude. He was the quarterback coach. Dude. Yeah. Like, you're in, char- you're in charge of things that just have been shit since you've been here. and They're really high on him, though. Well, Nagy is. Yeah. Nagy's really high on rags. So, we'll see. You know, there's a lot of we'll see. This is a big game. You know, it could be a get-right Monday night, which would be great for us. We need, we need it. It's a huge game. It's the biggest. This is our Super Bowl to this point. This is our season. I, I really believe that. I mean, you go into the bye week five and five, boy, you're talking, like you said, you're you're talking dark. It's You're talking. You're talking you're national, behind. national stage, and then you're talking the national media attention afterwards. Oh, the national the, media's already got a joke. Booger McFarland's got jokes. He <sighs> thinks he thinks he's funny. Has he ever watched himself call a Monday night football game? That guy is a joke. Yeah, double I've been trade. trying to stay away from it, but I, I mean, oh, it's there, dude. It, it, it's it's depressing. It's like it's, we it's get big, it as fans. It's like you. What do you ever do, Booger? Did you win anything? No, not really. So, shove off yeah, in mean, little Booger Mobile. This is a big statement game for both teams, and I'm just hoping we make the latter statement. I hope so too. No. Well, what do you think, man? I think that. I think we got it. Much, we missed our boy AA. If you said struggle. We are not Aaron. Aaron's got the best voice in the business for us. We love him. We don't want him to get too big of a head. We want to thank uh, thank Wyatt for coming on on short notice. Thanks, bud. You're a good kid, and I appreciate you. Yeah, man, that was cool for you to come on. Yeah. So that's just it. That's just another episode of The Tailgate Show. Uh, purple people leaders dump bears <laughs> the biggest game of the year folks strap in let's go get it primetime Kurt going down it's going down